of the game. Here comes pressure. The ball high. Brought down by Brian Mitchell. And he survived contact from Alden Darby. And a punt. Riding the throw. So, touchdown. It is week six in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Oh, we've got a show for you today, folks. Tons to cover. Milt Stiegel, legendary receiver and CFL on TSN panelist, will join me. Scott Cullen with Power Rankings and CFL Fantasy Tips. And a behind-the-helmet feature with Trevor Harris, starting QB, of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Very interesting dude. You don't want to miss any of the show. And folks, as you know, we're delivered by Domino's. How about this deal? A four-topping medium pizza for just $9.99. That's it. And if you want to upgrade, if you're hungrier, go make it a large for 3 bucks more. Check out all the deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Okay, let's get to three downs. It's time for Three Downs on CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, bringing you inside the largest headlines around the Canadian Football League. First down. And first of all, of course, the news sweeping around the Canadian Football League. It is Terrell Owens. Yes, that Terrell Owens, 44 years young. He's going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer. He won't be there. But he'll be inducted into it. Terrell Owens, the Edmonton Eskimos, picked up his neg list option. Well, he has activated the 10-day clause. Dave Naylor, TSN, NFL, and CFL Insider, explains. It was several weeks ago that the Edmonton Eskimos put Terrell Owens' name on their negotiation list. Now, what that means is they control his CFL rights, but at any point, a player on a CFL negotiation list can trigger a 10-day window during which that team must make him a contract offer or lose his rights. So the Eskimos now have until July the 24th to make at least a minimum salary two-year contract offer to Terrell Owens. And if they do so, they would control his rights for another year. If they don't, he would become a free agent and potentially could sign with any other CFL team. But what all this confirms is that Terrell Owens, at age 44, going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer, apparently wants to play in the Canadian Football League. Second down. Now, second down, we go out to Calgary with the Stampeders. Bo Levi Mitchell, scary moment. Lower body injury. Now, he's a grinder, and he got up, he played the next play, but for the Calgary Stampeders, and as great as they have been, you have to start to worry at 4-0. and You lose that starting quarterback, that is going to be tough. Nick Arbuckle doesn't quite do it for you at QB. Although he got a touchdown. But the Calgary Stampeders hosting the Montreal Alouettes. You got a little bit of a break there, considering the Owls have, well, not been very good. But Bo Levi Mitchell on that lower body injury doesn't look as serious as it could have been. Bo Levi spoke himself after practice. I mean, it feels good. Um, you know, I can I can do things to find pain, but uh, you know, ultimately it's it's came back negative in all the tests. So that was that was the biggest thing. Mobility, uh, show that I can get out of the pocket and whatnot. Um, you know, if not, I mean, no matter no matter how well you throw the football uh, in the CFL, you got to get out of the pocket at some point. You know, 
no matter how perfect the play is, protection can break down at that time. So you got to be able to get out of the pocket and make plays. And, and we're not a stacking offense anyway. So uh, show Dave I can do that and I can play. You know, I'm selfish sometimes and you know, I want to be in there every single game for my guys. And, you know, I played last year with a torn throwing shoulder, you know, so uh, I, can, I can damn near play through anything. So uh, if, if Dave's going to let me, then I'm probably going to try and get out of there. I had a big relief when I was just able to stand up and finish the drive. You know, I wanted to show my guys uh, a little something that, you know, I, I just I love this sport, man. I love this game. And um, you never know when your last play is. So I wanted to make sure that the fact that I could stand on it, I could go out there and finish the drive. And, and it hurt to do it, but, um, you know, it felt good to get down there and get a field goal out of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, lower body injury. And, and we'll see, uh, basically see, see what happens and see how it feels. But, um, you know, ultimately, man, the big guys got the decision no matter Sometimes how much I tell him I want to play, uh, he wants to put the best interest for the team and, and myself uh, first, and, uh, and that's probably the right thing to do. Third down. For third down, we go back to Dave Naylor, our TSN insider, about the Argos signing. Dexter McCluster, former first-round NFL pick. He's a scat back. He's dynamic and also a possible retirement coming up of an all-time CFL great. Here's Naylor. The Toronto Argonauts put Dexter McCluster's name on their negotiation list in June. Jim Pop, their general manager, believing that although McCluster was successful for a time in the National Football League, that his skill set, being smaller, quicker, able to make defenders miss in space on the big field, would be ideal for the CFL. The other thing they loved about him is his versatility. McCluster did a lot of different jobs in the National Football League. He returned punts, he returned kickoffs, he was a receiver, he was a running back, and he's expected to see time in all of those roles with the Argonauts. That was a big part of the appeal when they worked him out they were impressed that at age 29 despite having some injury history in the national football league he's still in very good shape unlikely to be on their roster active when they play the winnipeg blue bombers this weekend meanwhile andy fantuz one of the great receivers of his era one of the great canadian receivers of all time is expected to announce his retirement later this week fantuz played most recently with the hamilton tiger cats at the end of last season after coming back from an acl injury that he suffered at the end of the 2016 season he broke in with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2006 out of the University of Western Ontario. Had a stellar career. Uh, there were some conversations between the Ticats and Fantuz about playing again in 2018 and possibly joining them later in the season. But all indications are that Andy Fantuz will make it official this week. He is done in the Canadian Football League. All right, so there you go. That was three downs and our Domino's Canada Twitter poll at Domino's Canada on Twitter at AndyMC81 is where you can vote. On Twitter again at AndyMC81. Follow me on Instagram too at AndyMCSports. With the Terrell Owens theme, the poll question, if he gets onto the field, how do you feel the 44-year-old Pro Football Hall of Famer wide receiver Terrell Owens will perform in the Canadian Football League? Will it be a ball out? Is he going to be a star? Is he going to prove everybody wrong, shock the world, Terrell Owens? Or is he going to Bomb won't keep up. He'll just slug away. Maybe gets on the field, gets injured quick, or is he going to be average at best? So Terrell Owens, if he signs with the Eskimos or traded anywhere else, whatever, does he ball out? Does he become a star? Does he bomb or is he average at best? Vote right now at Andy MC eighty one. This is an interesting question. I think if it's even if he's average at best, if he is average, that is a huge success. A massive success for a 44-year-old who hasn't played high-caliber pro ball since 2010. I think he played indoor in 2011. But he's been out for a while. Phenomenal shape physically. But 
if he is able to come in and be average, even a couple catch a game guy, what a story that would be. What a story. That would be absolutely sensational. If he can do that, I just don't think the Eskimos is the right spot for him. We're going to talk about that with Milk Stiegel coming up, as well as Scott Cullen. But man, like the Eskimos are so stacked. I don't know why you would want to disrupt the chemistry, the program, the success you've had with someone like Terrell Owens. Has the reputation as a bad teammate. Whether he is or not, the circus will be coming in full force. Not just in Canada. ESPN, places from the States to see the spectacle. Do you need that distraction if you're the Eskimos? Do you need to be worrying about that when you're at 3-2 and two and in the thick of it in a West Division that is real tough? Yeah, Calgary 4-0, Edmonton 3-2. and two. BC two and two, Saskatchewan two and two, and Winnipeg at two and three. Do you need the distraction, or do you sign and trade him? That's the other factor. Where could he go? Where could he end up? Montreal. What's the the the, the value for Terrell Owens? I wonder when it comes to just casual fan interest. Like we heard for Johnny Manziel, people say, "Hey, you know what? We'll come out and see Johnny play." Is it the same for Terrell Owens? Is it a bit less? Would you go out just to see Terrell, a pro Hall of Famer, a pro football Hall of Famer, playing at this age? Would you go see him? Kind of almost like a legend tour. You can tweet me at AndyMC81. Let me know. Would you want to see Terrell Owens on your team? Also, ladies and gentlemen, giving away free pizza today. That's right. Free Pizza today from Domino. So what we're going to do at the end of the show, I'm going to post on my Twitter account, at AndyMC81. I'm going to pin the tweet of the show link. So I'm going to outline, guess on the show, whatever, and have the pinned tweet for the link. You are going to have to follow me, at AndyMC81. Follow Domino's, at Domino's Canada, and retweet my pinned tweet. So I can't stress this enough. Don't retweet the tweet I put out giving you these directions. I'll put that out as well for those who miss this. And as a reminder... Do not retweet that one. Retweet my pin tweet with the show link. You do that, you follow me, you follow Domino's, you can win some free Domino's pizza just for listening to CFL Weekly. How about that? Not too shabby. You can vote on the Twitter poll at AndyMC81. Milt Stiegel coming up after the break. Can he still hang with the pros? Terrell Owens is doing it. He ran a 40 in a suit, looked pretty good, still looking spry. Milt Stiegel, can he do it? I'll ask Milt that and swing around all the hot storylines in the Canadian Football League as we get ready for week six. That and a lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara, and folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Get a medium rooftop and pizza for just $9.99. Visit Domino's.ca today. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Very happy to have us joining us from last year he was on. Returning guest, Milt Stiegel from TSN on the CFL panel. Milt, how's it going, man? Everything's going great. How about yourself? I'm doing well, and you know what? It was... Coming into the week, it's okay. Maybe it's a bit of a slow week. You know, the baseball all-star break and what's going on in the CFL. Then Terrell Owens saves the day. 
My goodness. Now, Mel, we saw after he posted his 40, you look pretty good yourself in a suit running a sprint. Uh, has Terrell inspired you? Or are you considering taking the suit off and putting the helmet back on? I, I, I don't know what to think about this situation. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. I thought it was just, I, I thought it was just a joke, and I was going to play into the joke. But now it seems like it may happen, which is crazy. We're, we're, we're talking about a guy, Terrell, what, 44, soon 44. 45, who hadn't played uh, real football. I mean, he, he might have played indoor football in 2011, but real football since 2010, and now they're going to sign this guy. And I don't know if it's for ticket sales or if they really think he can play football. But it, it kind of, in my opinion, kind of makes the league look second class when you're signing a, a 44-year-old receiver who hadn't played football in years. So, I don't, I don't know what to think of it. You don't never want to wish bad on anybody. I hope he does well, because if he does well, I mean, more eyes will tune in. But it, it's just kind of crazy that if this thing, is, it, it really may happen. It's truly crazy to me. Yeah, and what's interesting is, okay, he wasn't just signed to the Neglis, but he activated the window. That says that he is really interested in playing. This isn't just a necessarily a gimmick. Like he's put forth either sign me Edmonton or sign and trade or something. And I just wonder about if, if Edmonton, if this were to pass is the right situation because they're already stacked on offense. I would much rather see him being traded to a place like Montreal that could use a few more butts in the seats and a little more excitement. Do you think Edmonton, if it does come and he can play is the right spot for him? I don't think so. And like what you just alluded to, I mean, they're stacked at receiver. Right. Uh, those guys are developing. Duke Williams is coming along. Kenny Stafford is having a great year. You got Kenny Walker. You got a couple other young Canadians. So you don't want to stunt those guys' growth by bringing in Terrell Owens, who just may be, you know, a, what, an eight or nine game guy. Maybe put <laughs> some butts in the seats for now. So uh, I'm thinking you would trade him over to Montreal. Like you said, they need all the help they can get as far as getting fans there. Maybe even Toronto. I don't know. As far as what they want to do in Edmonton, I don't see how Terrell Owens will help out that situation because it's already pretty good right now with what they have. Milt, if he ends up, if he actually gets signed and plays, imagine a calendar year ago. Someone tells you, hey, Milt, uh, we're going to have Johnny Manziel and Terrell Owens in the CFL. You would test them for drugs. Like, that's insane. Where are we? What's happening? We, we just need more, one more ring, and we'll have the three-ring circuit. That's yeah. all we need is one more ring. So, I mean, Bring back Brett know, Favre. Favre. Bring, I know Brett Favre, O.J. Simpson. Too, Why not? <laughs> Crazier things have happened. So, I mean, this is the CFL. Uh, you know, things are like this. We're always signing guys who are, uh, I won't say washed up, but no longer are playing in the NFL and still want to play. So, it, 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 it's crazy. Like I say, I'll have to wait to see if it happens. But like I say, 44 years old. Hmm. That, that that's crazy right there. It I can't is. It is, yeah. it is so interesting. In conversation with Milt Stiegel, of course, former great player and on the CFL and TSN panel. Milt, when we look into week six here, what game stands out to you as having the most interesting storyline? Because I'm looking at, okay, Cal- Calgary, Montreal, you got Bo Levi Mitchell. He's nursing that lower body. Will he play? Hamilton, Saskatchewan, Brandon Bridge, Canadian quarterback off of the bye week and Hamilton trying to make a move in the East. Which game stands out to you? I think that first one, that Thursday night game, Saskatchewan at Hamilton. Yeah. And I say it because of Chris Jones. Uh, mm. He's a mad scientist. You don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> and the fact that they won that game with his format, that just makes it even crazier. I wouldn't surpri- be surprised if we saw all three quarterbacks play this Oh, game. man. So that one has a lot of intriguing storylines. You think about Jeremiah Mazzoli looking to break the record 
of consecutive 300-yard games. And he had a decent game last week. He threw for all those yards, but they couldn't score. So will we see a same outcome from that game? And what will Chris Jones do in this game? Everyone is interested to see how he'll play those quarterbacks because, crazy enough, it worked for him last game. They won the game. So Chris Jones, uh, who – Who's, who knows what he's going to do? So I think that game has the most uh, will have the most eyes on it because of what happened last time these two teams played. And yeah, it's interesting. You have a home and home, but with a bye week in between. So these two clubs have had a lot of time to study each other. And Milt, you brought up the quarterback situation, waiting for Zach Caleros, who uh, Chris Jones said is feeling better but still not ready to play. And then we come to the the ongoing discussion of. Well, that, that Deron Carter uh, defensive back, like, Mil, when are we going to see him back at wide receiver? This is enough, isn't it? Come on. When, when we start, stop talking about oh. Chris Jones. Is he I, stubborn? I in the, he, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> no, without a doubt. <laughs> Man. Yes, yes. And he wants to show everyone that I can do, <sighs> I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah, my best weapon on offense is not on offense anymore, but we're still going to win games. Because I can put him on defense and he can produce there. Because we keep talking about it, we keep saying he needs to do something different, he's going to continue doing what he wants to do. I think if we stop talking about it, he may do it, but until then, Deron Carter can get burned for 10 touchdowns. I don't think it matters with Chris Jones. He wants to show everyone that he's the smartest guy in the room. And like I said, they won that last game with that with that mm-hmm. format, so he's going to continue doing what he wants to do. Boy, but Mill, you know what? There comes a point. We've seen it. Sometimes you can try to be a little too smart, a little too cute for your own good. And I'm thinking, especially when you're in a backup quarterback situation, you want them to have as many weapons and options as possible. And where you have Deron Carter on offense, you have to. The opposing defense has to account for him on every single play. If he's on D, you either attack him like Chris Williams, or you just stay away from him. Like I don't understand when you have a backup, you're handcuffing your offense, and you're not having one of your most dynamic playmakers available to you. It it boggles my mind. I can't stop talking about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a problem when you think about it. And I, and I said this at the beginning of the year. I think Deron Carter is the best playmaker in the league. He's not the best mm-hmm. receiver, but he's the best playmaker because yeah. he can do so much. But to be a playmaker, you have to have more opportunities to get your ball in your hand. And he's just not going to do that on defense. And I think the one thing that it's going to take for Chris Jones uh, to, to make some different decisions is if it affects the bottom line. If those fans stop showing up to games hmm. because they're losing games because of what's happening on the field, what Chris Jones is doing, he'll have to do something different then because when the bottom line is affected, at the end of the day, this is a business. Something has to change. Yes, that's what happens. And one more for you here, Milt. You mentioned Jeremiah Masoli going to break the 300-yard uh, CFL record. But I like what you pointed out. The big numbers didn't equate to a win, and we've seen that. Also this season where you have a bunch of uh, impressive yardage, but you don't get into the end zone. You have to score. And I just wonder at what point do we see, okay, those are, are great numbers, history, whatever. But if they're not equating to, to majors and victories, where, where did the Ticats go then? Because at some point, Milt, we know the little whispers of Johnny Menzel are going to start coming back. I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Yeah. And people, and regardless how well uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli played, people want to see Johnny Man. Yeah, they yeah. just want to see what he can do. All my friends down here, and I have friends who have been all over the world, and I've been trying to get them to come up to Canada. They said they'll come up to Canada when Johnny Manziel steps on the field. So <laughs> I, I think at some point we are going to see him, regardless of what Jeremiah Mazzoli does. 
people want to see him. I think June Jones is going to be pressured a little bit into getting him in on the field and not on the field in a situation where they're being blown out or they're blowing out somebody in an actual game-type situation facing some adversity. So I think eventually we'll see it win. I'm not sure because Jeremiah Mazzoli, he's playing well, but you got to get Johnny Manziel on the field gotta do uh, it. at some point, in my opinion. Yeah, got to do it. And uh, final, final one here, the, uh, the, uh, the C.J. Gable injury and suspension to Dylan Wynn. Did the league get it right? I believe so. And if they would have suspended him for more than one game, I would have understood mm. that too. But I think uh, you think about CFL salaries, guys aren't making that much money. Right. Even the high-priced guys aren't making that much money, relatively speaking. So this guy's going to lose a game check. Hopefully uh, that opens up his eyes. Hopefully guys uh, get the picture. I know Kyrus A. Bear had happened the same thing to him uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was missing that game check. Just had a new baby. So Oof. it makes a difference. So hopefully guys understand that uh, you may have played that way in the past, and even if you did, so what? You have to change the way you play. Otherwise, you're going to lose some of that extra Christmas money. Absolutely. Milt, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me anytime. That was Milt Stiegel, CFL on TSN panel, and, of course, one of the all-time great receivers in the Canadian Football League. We will step aside after the break. Power rankings and CFL fantasy talk with Scott Cullen right here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Still to come in the show, I'll tell you how to get free Domino's pizza this week, folks. Giveaway time here on CFL Weekly. And make sure to check out the show page on your local TSN radio station under shows, or I'll tweet out the links at AndyMC81 on iTunes as well. Let's welcome in TSN.ca Scott Cullen. Scotty, how's it going? Awesome. How are you, Andy? I'm doing well. Now, before we get to our, our usual power rankings and fantasy, wanted to get your take on Terrell Owens, 44 years young, uh, <laughs> invoking the 10-day window with the Edmonton Eskimos. Does this make any sort of sense at all for Edmonton to actually engage him and bring him in? I don't know. Um, <laughs> look, It'd be fun. Here's the thing. I think, I think physically, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Owens could play. Um, I mean, I know 44 years old, maybe he, he won't be able to stay healthy, but you know, my guess is Owens has kept himself in, in good shape because he's always kind of been angling towards an NFL return and, um, you know, it just hasn't happened. Uh, so look, I, I think that, you know, if you, if you, you know, got him out on the field and, and he, he could do something useful for you. Now, is it going to be worth the entire circus that comes with him? Mm. And, um, and the, the likelihood that even at 44, if he can play for a while, uh, you're probably still going to run into injury problems at some point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that it's all worth that, but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, he, he's put this on, on the uh, Eskimos. And, and my guess is in, in order to kind of force them to, to make the offer or, you know, leave him out there to, to maybe choose his team. And, you know, if you're a team like Montreal, who's going nowhere fast, what would it hurt you to, right. to try uh, something like that where you, um, you know, it's a complete roll of the dice. And, and if it doesn't work, you know, there's no, no real loss for Montreal, but if, if it turns out that Terrell Owens is, um, you know, uh, a miracle of nature and can, can play football at 44 years old, then terrific. 
Right, and hey, might put some butts in the seats on a bad Alouettes team, so that that couldn't help. Yeah, get, get, couldn't hurt. Get your popcorn ready. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Torello with popcorn. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's get to the uh, the power rankings here. Heading into week six, quiet week five, just three games. Calgary put the boots to Ottawa. Clearly, still number one. But Scotty, the factor we have to keep in mind is the status of Bo Levi Mitchell. He says he's day to day. He thinks he might be able to play. But if that if that injury, if that lower body injury is anything substantial, that is a big drop off to was it Nick Arbuckle? I I, I always feel better if I know who the backup quarterback is for a team, like that they've maybe had a little experience in the league or something. Right. And, and, you know, and Nick Arbuckle steps into the game and it's like, uh, I don't know enough about Nick Arbuckle to pass pass real value judgment. Like, you know, you can, you can watch, uh, you know, a guy play a a few drives and and what do you take from that? I mean, I, I'd like to, uh, you know, be able to, I, I think if you look around the league at some of the backup quarterbacks who have, who have played and you kind of go, well, you know, this guy started a few games a few years ago and, and then he's starting a couple of games now. Like you're kind of compiling a bit of a database, uh, like even in your mind. Right. You can right. Kind of say, okay. I now I, 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 you know, I'm familiar with this guy. I know what this guy can do. I don't know enough about what Nick Arbuckle can do in the CFL. Now, look, being the, the quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders is not the worst spot for him to be, um, you know, with such a strong supporting cast. You know, he, he's got receivers. I mean, Eric Rodgers being injured doesn't help either. Uh, but, you know, he's got strong receivers. He's got an offensive line. He's got a running game. He's got a great defense. Like, the, you know, you're set to um, to succeed in that position. Uh, but, you know, the the question is, you know, the, the relative value of the Calgary Stampeders with Bo Levi Mitchell uh, is significantly higher than it is uh, with Nick Arbuckle. Uh, and, and so, like, to me, if if it's if it's not Bo Levi at quarterback for the Stampeders, that would open the door for another team to potentially challenge um, for the top spot. Hmm. Uh, you know, just even even though the Stampeders are, are rolling along here unbeaten, um, that I think there's a vulnerability there. Uh, at the same time, you can't find any of the any of the good teams uh, in the league who are kind of doing their part to challenge. You know, like Winnipeg coughed up their lead last week, and Ottawa lost, uh, you know, decisively to Calgary, and the Edmonton wins uh, by one point against Toronto. Like none of these teams are really making a strong push for uh, for number one. So I think, yeah, at this point we still have to ride with Calgary at, at number one. But it does it does get a little more interesting if uh, if Bo Levi Mitchell is not healthy. Well, and Scotty, let's look to the upset of the week. Really, the BC Lions, who we were dumping all over, and rightfully so, <laughs> next to the next to the Alouettes. Upsetting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I almost I'm like, wait a minute, I, this this storyline sounds familiar. Travis Lule coming in and saving the day. We did this show last year. He came in. <laughs> yeah, Travis Lule's back. He's back, baby. Yeah, and 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 he's back. And the Lions have competent quarterback play, and that's that might be all they need is competent. Yeah. Um, and and you know, and Lule has. I mean, this this is one of those cases where yes, is the backup quarterback where we know his track record. We know that he's been productive. Um, in the past, and the you know the issue that always hangs over him is whether he can stay healthy. Um, but you know, from week to week, uh, I think the Lions would have to feel better about their chances right now with Travis Lule playing uh, instead of Jonathan Jennings. And so, you know, with, with Lule back in there, and and look, not not to make it as though everything was perfect uh, last week. I mean, they fell behind seventeen nothing at the half, and, and it, it wasn't really going their way against Winnipeg, and. Um, before things uh, turned around, and and Matt Nichols is throwing interceptions uh, at a rate I would not expect. You know, he threw three picks last week. I think he threw eight all of last season. So, um, you know, these these are all kind of factors that go into that. But 
Um, I think if Lule is a quarterback, you have to feel a little bit more optimistic about the Lions than than we certainly would have uh, even a week ago. Yeah, and what what about Nichols? Like that was that, that I have to think that that's an outlier, Scotty. Right? Like that, that's he is he is a I, yeah. safe. Yeah, like he protects the ball to throw that and, and to, to no intercept or three interceptions to no touchdowns. Like that seems like like an outlier. Unless I see it again, I'm not going to be too concerned. But that's certainly disappointing with a game that was there in an always tough West Division. Oh, absolutely. That was, and, and because you looked at, at the way BC was going, you would have thought this was a real chance for for Winnipeg to win. And then they're up seventeen nothing at the half. You're like, okay, well they, you know, they're going to take care of business here. But it, I mean, the wheels just fell off in the second half, and and. Yeah, the interceptions by Nichols were uh, the part that, I mean, they're troubling to me because we just haven't seen that from Matt Nichols. Like, you know, say what you will about his his previous, uh, you know, performances in his career, he tended to protect the ball. You know, right. I mean, he, he, I think last year was kind of a breakout season for him as uh, being able to get the ball down the field and put up yardage. But he's always kind of helped, uh, you know, possession of the ball Um Kind of consistently throughout his career, and so all of a sudden you get the no touchdowns, three picks, and and you know you end you end up coughing away a seventeen nothing lead. Well, yeah, that's a you know a disappointing performance. But as you say, you know, given the track record we've seen from Matt Nichols, you kind of you would have to see something uh, again before you start really worrying that oh my gosh, now Matt Nichols throw, uh, turns the ball over a bunch. So that just it really seemed out of character, and um, you know, obviously disappointing because I, I thought. Um, you know, with Nichols back, um, the Bombers are, were in position to really make a, a move up here because, um, you know, they they kind of survived early on uh, when Nichols was injured. Uh, but, you know, given the, the season that Nichols had last year, yeah, I think it was justifiable reason to, to think that they were uh, ready to start pushing towards the top and, you know, maybe not challenge Calgary, but, you know, be in that next group. Um, and obviously, they, they kind of stubbed their toe last week. In conversation with Scott Cullen from TSN.ca on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. So, Scott, this is an interesting week when we, as we shift to the fantasy conversation, the CFL uh, fantasy game. Uh, there's no Mike Riley, who typically is a, a steady go to. You have mm-hmm. Jeremiah Masoli. You can't really go with Bo Levi Mitchell. Trevor Harris had minus 0.3. Minus <laughs> 0.3 fan. You lost on. <laughs> At at your quarterback (laughs) position, which is devastating. Where the heck are we going at quarterback position? So so here's the ridiculousness (laughs) of of all that. I'm taking advantage of the price on Trevor Harris, and I'm going for Trevor Harris. Going back. Even, yeah, go back to the well. Like, I I think I had him on my team last week. But, but yes, the negative .3 points is that's a sight to behold because you have one quarterback each week, and, and if you're the one guy you decide to invest in is getting you negative points. That's obviously a problem. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, there we are with Trevor Harris. Um, I, and so I, I kind of like him compared to the other options. I mean, you know, Masoli, I mean, you can count on the 300 yard game. I would presume from Jeremiah Masoli, cause that's all he does now. Right. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm basically looking at trying to save a few thousand dollars uh, on the salary cap here, and um, you know, Harris is a little over eighty-three hundred, Masoli is over ten thousand six hundred. So, 
you know, I, I'm going to look to to spend that money elsewhere. Uh, but I, I'm doing it kind of in the hope that Trevor Harris is, uh, he's gone, kind of been on again, off again uh, for the past month. And so I'm hoping that uh, this week isn't on again. Oh, right, right, exactly. And he's going to be my special guest on Behind the Helmet uh, in the next segment. We're, we're going to keep it a little lighter with Trevor, not go over, <laughs> not go over the... <laughs> no, no, what happened to you last week? <laughs> That's the beauty of Behind the Helmet. It ages well because you can, it's, yeah. it's about learning about the person, not about a, 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 a tough game, a tough game. But, but you're right. Right. Yeah. He bounces back. So <laughs> we'll go Trevor Harris. Well, actually, Andy, Andy, you know what the, the answer may be is what happened to him is the Calgary Stampeders happened to him. Well, right? there you go. Like, I, I there think, you go. You know, some, sometimes we, you, you think, oh, what happened to poor Trevor Harris? Well, Trevor Harris ended up playing this Calgary team that is, you know, kind of really kicking good. the bejesus out of a bunch of teams. So, you know, and it wasn't even just Harris. Like, like William Powell got, you know, had a miserable game at running back, and Ellingson obviously if Harris Harris wasn't getting big yardage, Ellingson wasn't getting big yardage. So it, it was uh, it was an all around team effort there. Exactly, exactly. And if we go to running back, Don Jackson just continues to impress. His price rises again on the TSN uh, CFL fantasy game now five thousand six ninety seven. If you're going, I love him though. Oh, me too. <laughs> I, I'm picking him. I slaughter him right in. I slaughter him right yeah. in. There's going to come a point this season where his price is going to be too much for us. But right, we haven't reset yet. No, <laughs> you know he he keeps rumbling out at about eight yards of carry, and you know if if you could squeeze in an extra touchdown or two, it'd be even better. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's been uh, he's been money in the bank. So if people are going a little heavy, let's say Don Jackson and Andrew Harris, heavy at running back. Is there a value receiver this week that you're you're liking? Like maybe a, a, a Darvin Adams or a Brian Burnham with BC with Travis Lule kind of back. Like is there some Lower end wide receiver that's kind of creeping up that you think might be might be interesting to slot in. Well, I think Burnham's a, a, a real interesting one um, because you know I mean he he he's, his price is relatively modest because you know, the inconsistency at quarterback early in the season. But you know Burnham has a pretty good track record um, over the past couple of years, and I, I think if you, know, you look at this as an opportunity uh, with Lule, that I mean either Burnham or Arsenal, I think are are good plays in terms of cost. Um, you know, I uh, in you know my 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 angle this week might be that I'm just going to scrap defense altogether and, ah. <laughs> because because I've been struggling with my uh, defensive picks. But it, another way to to save yourself some money is to find yourself a, a value receiver. And I think I think you're right. Either one of those Lions guys with Lule at quarterback is is worthwhile. Well, Scotty, it'll be an interesting week. Full slate, four games on the schedule. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And thank you so much as always. Sounds great. Thank you, Andy. That was Scott Cullen from TSN.ca bringing the fantasy tips. And if you have any questions, you can tweet him or myself at TSN Scott Cullen at AndyMC81. Up next, behind the helmet with Trevor Harris. Very interesting guy. I caught up with him a little bit earlier. Get to know the Ottawa Red Blacks starting quarterback. That and are my game picks coming up here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. <laughs> to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network as we get ready for week six in the Canadian Football League. I'm Andy McNamara. Follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. If you miss any of the show, go to your local TSN station under the shows section and you'll see CFL Weekly. My smiling face will be there. Click on it. Find the show there. Also, you can get it on iTunes 
or just go to my social media accounts at AndyMC81 on Twitter, Instagram at AndyMCSports. I will have the links for you right there. Special guest in Behind the Helmet, one of the good guys in the league. It is Trevor Harris, starting quarterback of the Ottawa Red Blacks. A tough week, but I still think this guy has the ability, the skill set, and the want to be an upper echelon QB in the CFL. Here's my chat with Trevor Harris. Joining me now, special behind-the-helmet guest, Trevor Harris, quarterback of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Trevor, welcome. How's it going? Oh, man, it's going well. Just uh, heading to get some sushi with the wife right now. There you go. Good man. Okay. Hey, you know what? Let's let's start with, with a food question because this whole segment is so that the fans can get to know the guy better. So, sushi, is this a new thing? Is this something the wife introduced, or have you always been kind of a sushi fish type of guy? Um, I became a sushi guy when I started uh, getting sushi with a couple buddies when I played for the Argonauts, Swayze Waters, uh, Jeff Keeping, Zach Kolaris. We always used to go get sushi every week. And then when uh, my wife and I got together, we uh, I started getting her slowly into it. And so she's starting to buy it, and she's becoming a sushi person now. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay. Uh, now, outside of that, are you a, a steak guy, a burgers? What, what are some other your, your favorite foods? I'm I'm a big grill out person, so like steak and steak and chicken. Nice. I'm big time on it, and uh, if it's a cheat day, I'd love to, you know, dabble into some like potato salad and you know all that kind of stuff. So uh, I just love cookout food, burgers and hot dogs. But anymore, I can't eat hot dogs, so I stick with like chicken and the steak. So how do you take your steak? Are you a well done, medium rare, not blue? I hope. Oh no no! <laughs> My dad's kind of a blue guy. He but I don't know that he really loves blue. Who loves blue steak? I don't Seriously. know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a medium guy, but like I I feel like some people that love blue steak just do it to be manly, right? But then they regret it because they're like, no way, this tastes good, you know? It can't. It's I've never had it, but I assume it's just cold and I don't know. It just seems strange, but oh well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so medium medium steak for Trevor Harris. All right, so. Now, you're from, uh, born in Waldo, Ohio. That's a couple hours uh, south of Cleveland. So let's, let's talk a little Ohio stuff here. Uh, favorite NFL team growing up? Because you had a few options in the area. I was a Bengals fan. I've always been a Bengals fan. My dad was a Bengals fan. So I just remember, you know, dancing on my couch when I was five years old, watching Jeff Blake throw bombs to Carl Pickens. And uh, there's some names for you from the past. i uh, show you my age, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I've always been a Bengals guy. Now, did you ever do the Iggy Shuffle? Of course. Of course. And, and being a quarterback, you do the ladder drills. And so every time it's like, you want to do the Icky? And so Icky Shuffle, right? <laughs> Definitely. Okay, a little, now, history, little history lesson for people there. That's right. You can look that up. It's uh, it, it's it's quite a famous dance from well, I guess the late eighties, right? Early nineties, late eighties, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's have yeah, some Ohio, let's have some Ohio State trivia here. And we had it when I talked to Bo Levi Mitchell last season. We did some Texas stuff, so we're going to go some Ohio. See how well you know the state official okay. state animal of Ohio. Um, man, state animal of Ohio. I don't know this. It is the white-tailed deer. How about that? Interesting. Lots of deer. Interesting. History lesson for me there. That's right. Okay, a couple more Ohio questions. Official state bird. Is it the cardinal? It is the cardinal. All right. Yeah. Good oh, job. So good about that one. Good job. All right. I think you're the first, yeah, the first uh, person I've talked to that actually got that. Now, this will this will test you. This will test you. Official state flower. 
Oh, man. I know the state fish of Hawaii, if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. I could help. <laughs> um, it's called the Humu Humu Nuku Nuku Apua'a. Uh, but uh, let me think here. Bonus point for saying it's that. A Good. Flower. Yeah, flower. Um, I don't know. Um, the lilac. I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. It's, it's a carnation. Okay. We were Dang. looking for carnation here on Behind the Helmet. Good try, though. Hey, you know what? I'm impressed you got yeah. Cardinal. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trevor, now that uh, it, when you have downtime, so you're married, you got the young one, downtime, you're not studying football, you're relaxing a little bit. What do you do for fun? Um, my wife and I just are big, like, uh, we'll, we'll watch some Netflix shows when we get home during the season. But during the off season, we're, uh, we'll go down to Columbus and, you know, we're just, uh, we're kind of simple people. We'll go putt-putting, but we're more of like, uh, water sports kind of people. So we'll go down to our, my parents' lake house and go wave running, uh, tubing, jet, jet ski and that kind of stuff. Um, but we're, uh, we're pretty simple people. Um, you know, we, we enjoy like, you know, the work now, hanging around the house, working on the house, um, and just heading down to Columbus for a little date night, get some massages and stuff. So we're not, we're not anything big. We're not like going out to clubs or anything. <laughs> nice. Now you mentioned Netflix. Is there anything you're, you're binging right now or, or anything, uh, we should be checking out? Um, we, uh, we just finished actually the staircase. Um, actually oh. we're finishing it right now. Um, which is a documentary on um, a, a writer, and, you know, he's accused of murder, and it kind of goes through that. It's sort of similar to Making a Murderer, so we're oh. kind of into that uh, whole, um, I guess, uh, mystery, murder mystery stuff. Nice. You know what? You're, I, I think it was, it might have been Ricky Ray who also mentioned that to me, that they were watching The Staircase. It was, it was uh, another, another player this season that said The Staircase, so I haven't checked it out yet. I'll have to now. That's, that's two players suggesting that. Okay. Uh, I got to tell you though, making a murder is way better. There's a lot of filler oh. information in the staircase. Oh yeah, um, making a murder is amazing. I-, I love that one. You know what? Try. Have you tried Evil Genius too? What's that? The, the Evil Genius show. Have you tried that one? Where it's uh, the, oh, the, the bank heist. I've seen it on there. Is it pretty good? It's cool. It's it's weird. It's it's weird in a good way. Like I'd still put making a murderer higher, but that is like it's really close. It's one of those shows you just get drawn into. It's really interesting. Oh man, I'm. We're going to watch it as soon as we get home. We're going to start it. <laughs> yeah, you got to try that one. Okay, a couple more for you here, Trevor. So uh, if you had a fantasy situation here, ownership of Ottawa comes in. Trevor, we love what you're doing. You and the fam can go anywhere in the world. Blank check. Here's the jet. Where are you heading off to? Oh, uh, Me and my wife talk about this all the time, and we always like argue between like Fiji and Bora Bora. Ooh. And we also kind of uh, wrestle with like uh, Jerusalem because uh, we're devout Christians, and we want to kind of go over and see like you know where Jesus grew up, where the wow. miracles happened, you know Mount Sinai, and all those sorts of things. So uh, we kind of wrestle around with that with whenever the kids would grow up or we're uh, they're of age where we can kind of you know go away and travel for a bit if we want to take like a lifetime trip to to go see, you know, where Jesus was from or if we want to do, like, an exotic trip like a Bora Bora or Fiji. Fascinating. That, yeah, both, well, yeah, you can't go wrong, yeah. really, with either one of those. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And, the little tiki huts, man. Yeah. Oh. What could be better, right? Absolutely. <laughs> little umbrella drinks? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, Trevor, last one for you here. Uh, favorite activity on the road with the boys? You're on the plane, train, whatever. Uh, is it cards? Is it just uh, uh, reading a book? Like, wh- what do you guys do when you're traveling on the road? 
Um, sometimes we uh, we do a little game where we toss uh, like five bucks in a hat, and you put uh, you put your number on a piece of paper on the uh, and and whoever gets the number drawn, you get the you get the money out of the hat, and so it's oh. kind of a little lottery where you get a little bonus. And a lot of times we'll play cards, um, roll some dice. Um, we've got a. I actually I'm a big reader now, so I I like to read as well, and um, you know it's really just awesome just going out to eat with teammates. And because on the road, you have so much time together. And, you know, sure. now that I have a family with a wife and kid, it's uh, time with the boys sometimes gets limited. And so on the road trips, it's a lot of fun to get to uh, hang out with them. Awesome. Well, Trevor, really have enjoyed getting to chat with you here. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks again to Trevor Harris from the Ottawa Red Blacks in Behind the Helmet. Okay, folks, game picks time. This coming off of a a quiet week, week six, Saskatchewan into Hamilton. A rare back-to-back with a a gap in between with a bye week. I'm going to say the Ticats take it at home. Brandon Bridges had a nice week to prepare. I hope he has a good showing, but I just don't think it's enough. And as I talked about with Milt Stiegel, man, you got to get Jerron Carter involved on offense. And Chris Jones, if you want to be cute, think you're smarter than everybody else, and it still doesn't work and be stubborn, that's on you. Give me the tie cats at home. Red Blacks Lions with Travis Lulay in charge, man. I'm riding the Lulay train. Jonathan Jennings not in. We saw last year with Travis Lulay. When he's in, if he stays healthy, guy can ball out. Close game. I hope it's a high scoring one. I hope this is the sleeper game. And Trevor Harris has a great showing as well. Now, Saturday night, we go to Toronto. Argonauts hosting the Blue Bombers. James Franklin, can James Wilder, they called them the James Gang a couple weeks ago. Can the Yargos bounce back? The the Bombers, after being stunned, shocked by the BC Lions, they're going to be feeling it. They're going to be wanting to get some revenge. I'm going to say the Blue Bombers take it in Toronto in a close one. Then Montreal, Calgary, Bo Levi Mitchell or not, the Owls aren't going out west and beating this Stampeders team. The defense is too good. Don Jackson's a stud in the backfield. Too many weapons. Nick Arbuckle, Bo Levi Mitchell, I don't think it matters. Give me Calgary and give me them by double figures. I'm saying 10 points. All right, folks, that'll do it. Remember, you win free Domino's Pizza just by retweeting my pinned tweet at AndyMC81. You also have to be following me at AndyMC81 and Domino's at Domino's Canada. And that's how you can win free Domino's Pizza. I'll do the draw Thursday night. Thank you so much to all my guests. So you've been listening to CFO Weekly across the TSN radio network. Enjoy the games, folks.